0: Welcome to the Backports Talk podcast. I'm your host Jason.
1: Your coach, Danny.
0: And fans, we have an amazing show for you today. First, we pay homage to the Queen. A little NBA talk. These brewers done made a trade, Danny. I just don't know about. A little NFL. And then we have a very intriguing training car scenario. And a pay homage to the Queen, Serena Williams, who has announced her evolution into uh, another career evolution from tennis. And she says so in Vogue magazine. And I will just read here an excerpt here. Um, And she says, I have never liked the word retirement. It doesn't feel like a modern word to me. I've been thinking thinking of this as a transition, but I want to be sensitive about how I use that word which means something very specific and important to a community of people. Maybe the best word to describe what I'm up to is evolution. I'm here to tell you that I'm evolving away from tennis toward other things that are important to me. A few years ago, I quietly started Serena Ventures, a venture capital firm. Soon after that, I started a family. I want to grow that family. That's just an excerpt from Vogue magazine in the September issue that is coming up. And, Danny, what an awesome career. Danny, we're talking about a Serena Williams who has won 23 Grand Slam titles, seven seven of them coming from the Australia Open, three from the French Open, seven from Wimbledon, and then six at the U.S. Open. And it seems like this is going to be her her last hurrah here uh, at the U.S. Open that is coming up. Uh, We'll see how she does. But, man, what an awesome career on the court. But her impact all over the world is unmeasurable. I remember seeing her and her sister, Venus, coming on court with the beads and everything, man. And I was just so gung-ho and so prideful to see these young sisters on the court doing a thing, being unapologetically themselves. And that goes a long way, just not on the court, but whether it's in the boardroom, in the classroom, wherever. Uh, And so to see them be themselves and to see them do very well on the court, man, that just spoke volumes. So uh, salute to Serena Williams. uh, And thank you for all the great moments. And thank you for
1: being yourself. What say you, Danny. She's a global icon. And Venus doesn't get to shine like Serena, obviously, but she was great in her own way um, from a tennis perspective and Mm -hmm. from all the ventures she's done off the court as well. Seeing Richard Williams and the sisters coming out here, playing some tennis, and all the scrutiny. They were under all the pressure she was under or both of them were under is you can't even put you can't even put it into words and to go out and perform tournament after tournament they had the doubles championships as well so Serena and Venus had all the doubles championships and there are a lot of championships that Serena was very close to winning mm-hmm. so that number could be drastically changed I mean she was very Definitely. close in a lot of them mm mm-hmm even in her uh, advanced age in her career from a tennis perspective. But now, every time I see that Michelob Ultra commercial, it was from the Super Bowl, and she walks into the bowling alley, you know, they got all the stars Uh bowling, and she walks in, that's the respect that should be paid to her, man. She's she's done a lot for the culture. She's done a lot for tennis, and she's just, she's done a lot from an overall impact perspective and wish her nothing but the best in her next ventures. She's already, she's already successful. Mm -hmm. So it's just taking it to the next level, which you know, she's going to do. She's always pushing, pushing, pushing and not settling. So congratulations to her and wish her all the best.
0: And now Danny on to a surprising ask demand from none other than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has actually gone to the Brooklyn Nets governor, Josiah, and basically said, it's either me or the coach and the general manager. That being Steve Nash and Sean Marks. The governor, Josiah, has actually decided I'm sticking with the coach and the general manager. And this was just a surprising move, Danny. I did not see this one coming, especially from Kevin Durant. Uh, I don't know what the hell going on over there in Brooklyn, man. I really don't. Katie, I know you want out, but man, I think there's ways to go about doing it. I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know if this is Kyrie and KD plotting behind the scenes here, and with Katie having more leverage than Kyrie at this juncture, is it that Katie's just? pushing and forcing the issue more so this is just absolutely ridiculous i don't know if he's going to get traded danny i don't know who wants him there were reports that the 76ers are actually considering doing something come on man are you kidding me first katie wanted to go to phoenix then miami i don't know danny he's all over the place boston was in the mix at one point in time I, don't, I just don't know. I think this is a bad look, though, for the NBA and the Players Association. I think, and because keep in mind, he just signed an extension. Mm-hmm. So he has like four years left on this deal. Yep. So in this next CBA agreement, NBA, Players Association, and the governors, I think it's going to be a very interesting time because these governors have so many examples of whether it's Ben Simmons, not playing, whether it's, um, Harden demanding out of Houston and ultimately demanding out of Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's just so many examples, man, of players just not actually either playing or wanting out of their contract early, whatever the case may be, this is going to be a problem. Now you have a megastar like a Kevin Durant asking out. This is a big problem, man. What say you, Danny?
1: Jason, if Brooklyn could do it all over again, before they (laughs) signed KD and Kyrie, eventually traded for James Harden. They are sitting in the seventh spot in the playoffs with an up-and-coming scrappy team and mortgage their future to go the star route. Now we all knew they needed another person or persons to be added to the squad. There's some lessons learned here. And I'm curious, like you said, in the future, how this is going to be played out, but the superstars, it's not like you just jump from team. Like Anthony Davis did the same thing, right. With new Mm -hmm. Orleans. And there's a lot of money involved here and you just can't, It's just hard for a team to just say, all right, KD, with your contract and your talent, we're going to trade with this team and gut their team. We talked about this in the past. Wherever he goes, the other team is going to have to give a haul back to the Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. So unless there's some team that I'm not aware of that can do this and get away with it, he's not going to go – Wherever he goes, I don't see them turn into a champion unless he goes to, like, Golden State again because they have the depth to handle something, absorb something like this. But we already saw what happened there with him and Draymond. I don't know, man. It's Mm -hmm. just tough to see this. Like I said, Brooklyn was on on the up and up. They had a young squad. And they do – If depends on what they get back, too, if they do follow through with this where they land, but I don't know what Kyrie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just so much drama involved now. All over the place. And truth be told, last year, where, where did Brooklyn end up? They're in the eighth spot in the playoffs? hmm So they haven't progressed over these couple years with KD and Kyrie and the experiment with James Harden. So there's a lot of soul-searching that has to go down here with Brooklyn and what they're going to do. Uh, because that's that's going to hurt as well, because he has the star power. And that brings fans to the, the arena. And how do you play this? I'm very curious how this all goes down and ultimately what the owner or the governor plans to do.
0: And now, Danny, on to this Brewer's trade and where the Brewers actually traded Josh Hader to the San Diego Padres for a Taylor Rogers. Uh, pitching prospect Robert Gasser, outfielder Esterio Ruiz, and right-hand pitcher Nelson Limit. Mm-hmm. Um, or again, Josh Hader, who Josh Hader was going to be a free agent after the 2023 season. Danny, Josh Hader has been an excellent closer for the Brewers. Uh, I have seen him alive. I remember going to Brewers versus Cubs in Chicago. Yes, I wore my Brewers hat. <laughs> I repped and the Brewers won that game. So I, I will forever cherish that moment. Josh Hader actually closed out. And, and as soon as he got up, I, I told the fellas, I was like, man, this game over. Game over, man. Josh Hader... Again, set to become a free agent after the end of the 2023 season. I think this was a cost-cutting move by the Brewers. Um, I can't, I don't see it no other way, Danny. Mm-hmm. I think it was more so let's try to get everything that we possibly can for Josh Hader, uh, realizing that he is going to, uh, again, become a free agent. And we're not going to get anything from, you know, out of him or from him uh, in a trade the longer that we wait. I think that this may have caused the Brewers um, a significant run into the playoffs, within the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately for the fans, uh, again, the Brewers have done this again. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Um, I think the Brewers, if they were going to trade hater like this, I think they could have gotten more bats. Uh, the Brewers have, in my opinion, struggled offensively. Um, and so I think they could have gotten a bat, another bat here to to give them some pop in their offense. Uh, and uh, and as a result of Hader uh, being traded, I mean, the Brewers have slipped down in second place in the division where the Cardinals are actually uh, now a couple games ahead. Uh, of the Brewers. So we'll see how this goes, Danny. But man, another one bites the dust here in Brewers Land uh, and where a, a prominent player is shipped out. What say you?
1: But I think this all ties back to Christian Yelich. If Christian Yelich is performing up to his contract mm-hmm. and you have that offense, like you mentioned, a bat, mm-hmm. if he's performing and they're playing better than what they were. I don't think they make this trade. Mm -hmm. So I know some others have struggled, but I'm looking at Christian Yellish because he's the one making the most money. And they're the ones pinning their future on him from an offensive standpoint. And he hasn't performed in two years or more. Mm -hmm. So it's tough to see Hader go, but I think it was just the cost of doing business and they weren't going to pay him. Mm Mm-hmm. So try to get as much as you can. You had a willing participant in the San Diego Padres because they are all in. man. <laughs> they, they, they pushed ever? all the chips and they took somebody Come else's chips to push them in too.
0: Come on, man. For this
1: playoff <laughs> run coming up. So who knows what where they'll be after the season, but you had someone who was able to at least give you some talent in return for him. Obviously it's not a hater, but you had to get what you could at this time. But I think it's going back. I'm looking at Yelich. <laughs> and if Yelich is performing, the team is playing a little bit better, I think they they ride this out and then take their chances next year with Hayter and determine what to do in arbitration. Tough to see them go. Uh, and hopefully they just walked off the Tampa Bay Rays. So maybe they're starting to get a little momentum after this trade. I think that mm-hmm. just knocked a little wind out of their sails having this happen to them uh, at the time it happened. So we'll see how they move forward in the season and push forward towards the playoffs.
0: And now, Danny, last weekend, the NFL had new candidates become Hall of Famers. One Hall of Famer in particular, Leroy Butler, who actually played for the Green Bay Packers, won the Super Bowl ring with the Green Bay Packers. He was actually inducted. And uh, oh boy, what a awesome weekend! Uh, the pageantry, uh, and all uh, a little change of what the NFL has done, Pro Football Hall of Fame has done, and where their speeches were actually uh, midday as opposed to in the evening. Mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, it was still a, a, a great time. Uh, congratulations to uh, Leroy Butler, uh, who man was very pivotal in that run uh, to the uh, world title into the Super Bowl um, but pivotal in really bringing back the Green Bay Packers for so long Green Bay Packers were so desolate and this a team that we did not want to see on TV and he helped change the culture there uh, and really helped that defense uh, become top notch and so here here they are who they won a championship again and ultimately Leroy Butler became a hall of famer. What say you?
1: Yeah, Jay, much to my dismay, he did bring (laughs) a winning attitude, uh, knowing what he, how he came up and, you know, with his feet and just the things he overcame, the odds he overcame to become the player, to become a hall of famer, respect to him for that. You know, he had a great, career at Florida State and being a part of that defense with Reggie White they made that was part of the move to get them to that Super Bowl which they all ultimately should have had too. all in all great career for Leroy Butler man and you know, some people call him Leroy I call him Leroy and you know it was good to see him up there I had a, had a smile and everything it's his family and it was an awesome moment for him so congratulations to him
0: and with that danny we have an interesting trading card scenario
1: who we got today's trading card scenario is leroy leroy butler's 1990 score rookie card for troy palomalu's 2003 tops finest rookie card A couple quick bios leroy butler was the 48th pick overall in the 1990 draft by the green bay packers Hall of Famer, four-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champion, 38 interceptions, one touchdown, 20-point, 20, 20 and a half sacks, and 889 tackles. Troy Polamalu, 16th overall pick in the 2003 draft by the Pittsburgh Steelers, Hall of Famer, eight-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, two two-time Super Bowl champion, one-time Defensive Player of the Year. Stats, 32 interceptions, three touchdowns, 12 sacks, 783 tackles. Jason, who do you want in your portfolio?
0: This was a tough one for you, boy. I tell you, I was going back and forth on this one, and I thought about how aggressive Troy Polamalu was uh, in that backfield, man, back in there uh, defending. He was a beast, man. Um, But what in both players are very similar because they would blitz off of the line when Leroy Butler did that, that was really at the time kind of unheard of. Mm -hmm. And so Butler, man, he lived off the line and that pressure came and, Man, that D-line of the Packers became even stronger when uh, Butler got up on that line. I will say this, though, Danny. I, I decided to take a different spin and different angle on this in comparing, okay? So bear with me here. I thought about, since it was so difficult to, for me to decide, I thought about, well, when they lost in a pivotal game, what did they do? Or what happened okay mm-hmm. how many rings does aaron rogers have one and who, who who did he uh, beat to win that ring
1: pittsburgh
0: he beat pittsburgh steelers where troy palomaly was actually playing okay aaron rogers sliced and diced them up man aaron rogers had 304 yards on these cast man three touchdowns The wide receiver and crew, Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, James Jones, Donald Driver, I mean, they sliced and diced that secondary, man. I mean, they even scored on Palomagno a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I thought about, okay, that Green Bay Packers, Denver Broncos uh, championship or, or Super Bowl. John Elway only had 123 yards passing the ball. I mean, they were pre- predominantly run a run-dominated team, a uh, run-dominant run team, excuse me, uh with Terrell Davis. Uh but even in that game, Danny, Butler had nine tackles, seven uh total tackles. Probably Molly only had uh, three tackles in that Super Bowl loss. So, I thought I'm going to have to give this to Butler, Danny. I I would want Butler in my portfolio. And here's another reason why. Yes, Palu Malu has all the hair. He has all the (laughs) the commercials, head and shoulders commercials, whatever. (laughs) He has all these commercials and everything because of his hair. Okay, he's getting paid. Mm -hmm. But I can tell the story of who started the Lambo Leap with Butler. I'm taking Butler's card. What who you
1: got. Palomalu, the way Pittsburgh used him was based on how Green Bay used Leroy Butler. With him blitzing and just the impact he had on the game. And truth be told, that Steelers defense was very comparable to that Packers defense when Reggie White was there because you had James Harrison and all them cats Mm -hmm. on that that defense. Mm -hmm. It's very tough to look at and compare as far as who would i take over the other Troy Polamalu has two Super Bowl rings. L- L- Leroy has one. But and then i look at the cards themselves and i think Troy Polamalu's card has more value just from i think you just mentioned it his impact from a outside off off the field if you want to call it that his commercials and Mm-hmm. everything else so it's two story franchises two great players but in this scenario i'm going with troy palomalu's card oh, here we go man here we go have my portfolio and it may be a slight bias because these leroy plays in green bay here we go <laughs> but all in all i'm gonna go troy palomalu's card
0: I got two more two more things to add <laughs> to that, Danny. One thing, number one, one thing I forgot to mention, even though Palomalu won defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. arguably he could have lost that to Clay Matthews.
1: No.
0: Clay Matthews was in the running for that defensive player of the year. In my opinion, he actually surpassed Palomalu. The second thing I would have to say. Is Leroy has 38 interceptions compared to 32 mm-hmm. by uh Palomalu. I'm going with the 38. I'm going with the 38, man.
1: They they uh, were against Detroit and Chicago <laughs> with the worst quarterbacks. <laughs> they still... hey, they man, played, got... hey, they had to play the games with I know schedule. hey, you you take what you get from who you playing, but yeah, play the games. Come on,
0: with Thank you for joining us at Back porch Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at back porch talk Podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.